<laughs> you know, and I would just shit on them all the time. And, and I never did it. And then when Freddie died about a year and a half after, I just, I started putting together a one woman show. Right. And I called Mitzi to see if I could do it in the belly room because she used to have one woman shows up there. Whoopi Goldberg did hers up there. So she was like, perfect, go do it. She let me do it, which is a big deal. And then Dice came to see me with a girl I hooked him up with. <laughs> and um, he, he came to see me and he's like, you're doing stand-up, stupid. You want to start the show? Yeah, yeah, fuck it, start the show. I mean, yeah, we're already recording anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, fuck it. <laughs> hey, yo, man, welcome to another episode of Rated G with Gary G. Garcia. I'm your boy, Gary G. Garcia, here. Of course, with my man, my partner in, in misinformation, <laughs> Brian Licata. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's how I want to be introduced. This is my partner in misinformation because that's what this podcast is all about. People. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you need to be a little louder on that mic, baby. Yeah, okay. I'll turn it up right now. It's going. How's that? Better? Better? A little louder. Yeah? Could be my headphones. Yeah, turn your headphones up because it looks like I'm clipping over here. On my, yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's me. It's me. Okay. I need better headphones. I got to get some of the nice shits like you got. Yeah. You know, um, how was how was your week? This people, we got a special podcast today. I'm very excited. Uh-huh. Our our guest is not here yet, but uh, but when once they get on, um, I'm very excited to have them on. I think uh, you people should be excited too. Uh, I'm not even gonna say who it is. You'll see when they come on. Uh, Brian, how was your week, man? Uh, it was great, man. Uh, I had a, I had a good time. I'm 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 back at work. Uh, hanging out with boots. I got a new humidor. I got a new cigar cutter. I got a new cigar ashtray, um, and I got a bunch of cigars. So it's kind of it's kind of how the weekend went. I wish I could be more excited for you, yeah. but you know what, man? That's what you're into. You like your cigars. Who am I to judge you? Right. You know. I mean, you, you you will judge me. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't give a fuck about cigars, but what you say? <laughs> I said you will judge me, but who are you? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't judge you, man. Ever. Oh, yeah. Here, uh, here's our guest. Our guest is here. She, uh, oh, the man. Way. I'm so excited for this right now. Uh, you Let's start, bring her on. You want to start the intro? So we, we want to push her right into the episode. Did you tell no, her? I'm just going to bring her right in. Bring her in. I'll bring her, I'll, I'll bring her up right when she shows up, man. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I am very, very excited for this, man. Oh, no. This is going to be fun. Notice that her last name is in all capital letters for whatever reason. She's yelling it at you. Yeah. It's Eleanor <laughs> Kerrigan. Where's your video, Eleanor? Eleanor oh. Kerrigan. How the fuck do I know? On the bottom uh, left, there's a little camera. probably has a little red line through it. There it is. Motherfucker. There you go. Turn, turn your thing sideways. There you go. Sideways. Yeah, there you go. Sideways. There she, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you know. We have got on Radio G, Eleanor J. Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Say it right. Kerrigan. How do you say Ker- Kerrigan? Yeah. Kerrigan. And if you don't know, man, actor, comedian. Don't call me she's Nancy. Been on, she's been on Entourage, Women of Wrestling, uh, Bill Burr's. Uh, what was it? Bill Burr's The Ringers. The Ringers. The Ringers. Man, if you don't know her, then you guys are just sleeping under a rock. This is one of the one of my favorite comedians. I'm no, you're my favorite comedian. That just don't drives get me crazy this when you say twisted, that. Twisted, fucker. 
one of my favorite comedians, man. I'm keeping this- it real. She's an absolute beast. Opens for Andrew Dice Clay. Um, should be headlining, but you know, we all gotta, you know, we all gotta pay our bones, right? I headline. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, when I, when I think of you as an opener, you know, from time no, to time. I know. I actually, you just headlined over in, in Atlantic City. Uh, yeah, at the Celebrity Theater. Oh, also with you guys. Um, yes. Well, yeah. You whatever. You. Night. We were both. I thought we were co-headlining, but yeah. Um, Come on, man. The at the Celebrity Theater at the Claridge. How was that? It was good. Yeah, I got I got a little, I got a little trouble because I promoted it. Why? Because I promoted it on my page. Some people got a little upset at me. Really? Oh. Well, you know that's the competition. Hey you man, know, but we then, all work together. But then, no but then, for everybody. But then they realized who I was promoting. So let me not just throw them under a rock. They realized who it was, <laughs> and they said, "You know what? I get it. You know, you know. I just Thank played. I, she was on uh, last night. We just played together." I love every time we're on a show together because I know it's going to be dope. It's so much fun. Who's your friend in the Hawaiian shirt? Oh, you don't know Brian. This is Brian, my producer. Hi, Brian. Oh, I think I met him before. Well, yeah, Did I? Got, yeah I, uh, I produced Steve Rinaldi's podcast also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at I'm, the I'm Laughing the, Fox. Correct. Yeah, the other handsome Italian fellow. Yeah, he man. stopped doing that podcast because of me, I think. <laughs> Who's we that? Just, no, we just recorded an episode the other day with Gary. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, Rinaldi was, uh, he was like, no, nah, breaking balls. What does breaking balls mean to you? He goes, because where I come from, it means just talking. And I'm like, I'm from South Philly. Fuck not. That's not what it means. <laughs> no, that's not what it means anyway. Like, it means breaking balls. He's I mean, like, that's nah, what I did like, right when I got on. I just started ripping them apart. Same. He started freaking out. He was like, that's not what we do. I was like, no, that's exactly what we do. And then my oh. brother Charlie started throwing shit in. It was yes. great. Your brother, your brother was a great added uh, effect to that episode. So much fun. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know there was one. I got to check that out now. Yeah, it was very oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was good. Now we I got to look at me. I'm, I'm smiling like a giddy little kid right now. <laughs> Who is the other gentleman? Uh, that does the podcast uh, with him. Mike, Mike Adams. Mike Adams. Is he, mm-hmm. what did I call him? I think I called him an Indian, but that's not what he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Mexican, right? Mexican or some shit. Same it's shit. Say, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, you know. It's the same uh, shit. He, he, he's black. He's, we gotta he's start black. wearing signs, that's he's, right. He's black. We love you gotta guys. start wearing signs when you're light and you know we can't figure it out you gotta you know i always get say, a little mark on your chest or some shit i can't tell one person from the next so it's like i'm not a good racist people call me puerto rican when my hair is curly and i'm like yes i am <laughs> yes yeah, i going take hard. it right in <laughs> she's I going love hard it. on this mexican dude yesterday Yo, oh fucking mexicans i love mexicans man you were hitting on hair Oh, I always hit on them. I fuck with that because here's the thing. First of all, Mexican guys, they'll hit on you. You could be like, you could have knots in your hair and fucking shit in your teeth and, and shit hanging out of your ass. And they'll be like, shh, I mean, they don't give a shit. They'll hit on you. <laughs> so I like to do it first to throw them off. And they're like, the fuck. Yeah, they, they, get, they get thrown off because yeah, they get to be the dominators. <laughs> well, they're not. They're tiny and I love them. <laughs> I tortured. I him. remember when I saw you at the Laughing Fox. You were doing a story about how you slept with Manolo from Scarface. Oh. 
Shout ah. out Manolo. That's my boo right Shout there. Shout out to Manolo. He just got married. Steven, I still love you. He's the best. He's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, we used to hang out for a minute. <laughs> I love that. How did he get you? You have to do it. You have to do a story. How did he get you? I think I raped I, him. Uh, I, was, I, I, thought maybe, I thought maybe he shook your tongue at you. <laughs> I was wondering. He looks like a lizard. A I was wondering if he came up with just like, watch this. Blah, 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 and just like wiggle his tongue at you. <laughs> <laughs> A lesbian. Uh, no, when we were lesbian. young, me and my best friend Ivy, we used to joke. Oh, shit. Here was that handsome face. What do you got? Well, you scared me. I thought my Wi Fi went out again. Oh, no. <laughs> just look, we're just looking at I his looked, hand, I was like, oh, hand, no. His hand, his Steven's face. great. We're still good friends. He's the best. He's the nicest guy there is. And we did have you, um, Did you catch him in his prime? Or did you catch him when he was a little, like, more bloated? He was limping. He was limping. He was you know limping I mean? a little bit before it was an easier, or after. It was an easier catch. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't run as fast. Um, no, he, this was, shit. I, I had just started doing comedy, kind of. Um, I was maybe like two years. So it was only like 10 years ago. How long have you been doing comedy? 14 years. 14 years. And February was 14 years. You be rolling with the big dogs, man. You were just on Joe Rogan, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Joe Rogan's one of my favorite people on the planet. But he's a good friend for years. Yeah, I know. I heard. Years. I heard. I was yeah. told that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, that dude, when I think about living the life, could, no, can making... anyone possibly be more happier than him? Fuck. And he, like I was saying. And he knows yeah, it. I... Like, he knows he got a good life. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He says it all the but time. But he made it for himself. Yep. That's the beauty of it. Like, that's what uh, people get like, man, I got to get a Spotify deal. No, just cut that life out. Like, do you just be you keep being consistent and it'll come. It'll, it'll just all unfold. That's, that's really Ryan, isn't that's, what I would say. Yeah. That's the, that's the spirit of his podcast. I'm, I'm a big fan of his and that's 100%. Kind of why, why, why I got into it. That podcast you did with him was the, uh, one of the most relaxed like podcast <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, him deal. Oh yeah. Well, he was getting high and shit. Like yeah, I said, you guys just seemed it was like you guys were like uh, like family talking. You know, it was, like, right. it was it was like the most um, I guess like low key and chill I've ever seen him. Like relaxed on on air. Ah, uh, and we did kill Tony together. I know. I watched that also. Also, also <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, also very fantastic. And you've been on the Joey Diaz podcast. Oh, Joey yeah. Diaz, that's my boo. I would too. love yeah. to meet him. I've never met. I would love to meet Joe Rogan oh, too. Kidding. But see, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not I, think, I, think, no I, think, one. I think you and Joey Diaz would uh would be really funny together. <laughs> oh, you would mess. So around. yeah, you, him, George I'm, Perez. You know George, Jorge. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I met George. George. Is great. I met George. Yeah, but he started um, kind of late, but he's funny too. He's he's always on um, Diaz's podcast. He did Rogan too a while back, but you roll with the big dogs. Well, and you've been I, with, on David Spade too, right? Uh, I did. Am I um, correct? Yeah, David. The late Spade. night David Spade. That was called Late Night with David Spade or something. Like that. Wait a minute, what the hell was the show called? I can't even think of it. Oh my I mean, God, you're, David you're will kill me. And not for nothing, people, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I'm just doing me. I'm finding my lane. I'm running in it. Last week I had on Zach Pickett. Now look today. Look who I got now. Look who I got now. No, oh, I'm also, nobody. You're also, that's not true at all, man. Everybody's somebody and you're quite somebody. But you're also the first female we've had on the show. Oh, for real? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, sure. I better get this. I better get this light right. Yeah. Uh, so so I, have, I, have a, I have a question. Other than other than yeah. Brian, of course. Sorry about this backdrop too. Yeah, are other you in your I, childhood bedroom? Is that what that is? <laughs> well, here that's. I love yeah, when people the, say that to that's me. What it looks like. I love when people say that to me because <laughs> I don't really bed? have a childhood bedroom. <laughs> okay. Is that bad? Like this room. This is, a, I, I wish, should I show around? That's so yeah, gross. Go ahead. Look how, look yeah, how we, small we, We're it doing is. like our own MTV Ooh. Cribs type thing, yeah. man. Let's Brian do, was showing, I mean, uh, Zach was showing us his uh, basement apartment the other day. <laughs> okay, so you're going to laugh because this is like the opposite of Cribs. This is like sad. That's it. That's the yeah, fucking Yeah, nah, all the people we have the on our show. That's all it. the people this that we have on our show, they do Cribs style like if they were all yeah. Red Man. And we had we had four girls in this room. We were supposed to put four girls in this room. So you're you're one of you're one of ten, right? Yeah, I'm. Mm -hmm. Man, but this is outside the windows. <laughs> we're in South Philly, so if, if I open a window, you could just see in the neighbor's house. So I gotta oh be careful. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate, I walk around naked all the time. My neighbors see right through my fucking, same. Right I gotta, through the oh shit! I gotta close this. Let me close this. My boy said to me, "Bunch, you got any neighbors that walk around naked across the street?" I said, "No, but they do." <laughs> yeah. So this this isn't the room I grew up in. That what happened was because there's ten of us, so the girls we couldn't fit in here we were fighting it, it is like a glorified closet you can't put four so women we were in a room too much. oh dude we were killing each other so then my dad mm -hmm. left and my little sister went to sleep with my mom in the back room and my mom put all six boys plus me in the front room so there was seven of us in the front room it's just so ghetto six boys six boys yep and people say, how are you guys so close? <laughs> we live so like close? fucking sardines, dude. What, what, like, what did any of them ever use your socks to clean up? Hell no, pieces of shit. I always tell them because we, I, I do a joke about that with the socks because I got hit with a stiff sock every 30 to 40 seconds. But it was true. Oh. I would just be, I'd be like, what is this? Or I'd go to put a sock on and it would be wet. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, you guys are disgusting. And then my mom used to like wash the socks and she would just tie them together. And she's like, I don't, I don't know what you did to your socks, but they're disgusting. And she would just throw them in a pile. I was like, bitch, do you not know these guys are like wah, 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 now, rubbing now, one out every with, five seconds? With six brothers and living in the same room, did you ever walk in on them? A million times. I could draw from memory what they look like. It got to it's a point a you didn't even care, right? You just walked yeah, by, like, did what you had to on. do. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would just get quiet for a second. I would just do what I got to do and get it out. Did they ever walk in on you? No, no. You were, you were back I, or maybe, girl. or maybe. Yeah, I was, I would try like not to. I would just, I was too embarrassed because they would, we caught each other doing every single thing. Like I moved out to LA when I was 21. As soon as I was like able, I was like, goodbye, I'm out. Like, and, and you're in LA now, right? Yeah. So I, you've been I living out in LA all that time? That's what I'm saying. That's where I moved to LA in 93. And I got a job at the comedy store. I wasn't a comic. I was just a waitress. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I'm so glad you brought that up because I heard that yeah. for the first time, how you got into right. comedy. Please share that with Brian. Brian has no clue. So, oh, for, I, I, yeah, I do. I know. 
Oh, you know? Then share what our father is. Yeah, yeah, I love this story. It's yeah, amazing. It's great, well, yeah, it's story. yeah, I just, I, I had no interest in comedy. I had no mm-hmm. idea what it really was, like what, you know, how it worked out. Like when I went to the comedy store, it was just this big, black, empty place. And um, I met with Mitzi, the owner. And she honestly, she hired me only because I was from Philly. It was hysterical. She goes, where, where are you from? She's this little tiny lady. She goes, where are you from? And I went, oh, South Philly. And she said, oh, do you know Dom Irera? I was like, oh, yeah, I heard of him. <laughs> like, but I really had no idea about comics. Yeah. Only if you were really famous, you know. But Dom was on that um, Rodney special with Dice and them. Yes. So, so, and he did a lot of South Philly material, like Big Petey, Little Petey, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I knew his stuff because we played it on repeat. So, I said, yeah, I know Don. And she hired me because of that. But I didn't really know him. I just knew of him. Now That's he's so one awesome. of my best friends. He's literally one of my closest friends. Tell me, you've been rolling with the big dogs, yo. Because I worked there, and that's all I knew was comics. So Rogan came 94. Diaz came 95, 96. Um, Dice, I knew Dice from the first day at the store. Uh, every comic you could think of, big, small, medium, <laughs> what, what, what was your what was your aspiration when you went to move out there? What were you what were you trying acting. to do? Acting, acting, was, acting was I it. Want, yeah, I wanted to replace Meryl Streep, and they were like, "Yeah, no, bitch." Uh-uh. <laughs> you know I mean? But you've done movies. You've been in movies. I was looking at your list. Um, I did like those movies are like independent, small, like sh- short films. Well, yeah, and, and there were some great short films in there that just yeah that went to festivals and did really well, but nobody. You know, no well, you want entourage. Entourage, and we got cut out. I got cut out a lot of entourage because Dice is crazy, and you know, he was <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> but here's the thing: because Dice is crazy, completely out of control. Like we'd be on a set, and um, like we were on entourage set, and season eight was all Dice. Like uh, Doug Ellen was like, we just want to do all Dice. You're gonna see your career's gonna pop like crazy again he what a great creative choice just say this he brought him back to life yeah we brought he, it, doug ellen single-handedly brought nice back to movies and mainstream kind of thing because yeah. right from there he started doing a, a ton of big movies and so but what on entourage said he goes yeah eleanor's gonna play my wife and we were at this um card table and i wasn't he was married to somebody else at the time this is how white trash we are when, because Dice and I dated for a little bit. Oh, you did. And then, oh yeah, I know. I make a lot of mistakes. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's fucked up. And well, then, you agreed to do the podcast, so there's another one. Day. What's <laughs> a minute? What's a minute? Because I'm Puerto Rican. A minute could be five, five years. years. How many? Five years. Five years. Look at that. <laughs> See, and she loves Puerto Ricans and Spanish people. That's how I knew. I knew she probably wasn't on white time with that. I don't, I don't even know what white time is. <laughs> That's pretty much I on time. That. 15 minutes early. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if you're five minutes early, you're late. I'm like, what is that? What does that even mean? You have to say that to somebody else. Like, or, or somebody will say, if you're on time, you're late. I'm like, what? That's not a thing. I've heard that I'll, before. I'll be late. I'm going to be late. Oh, no. But, I'm usually, I'm 15 minutes early usually. I was very upset oh, when I told you, you I was running late. God bless I was, you. I we were so excited that you were coming on. I was like, yeah. I asked her to come on. She said yes. 
I love it. I'm excited. Um, my mom, I told her, I said, I'll feed you after. I have to go do Gary's podcast. Who's Gary? <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie's down there. He'll take care of it. Uh, but anyway, so um, wait, what were we just talking Charlie about? Is, Charlie's your Charlie's mother that came best. yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big up to Charlie, man. Isn't he great? He loves Charlie's comedy. He's a big fan of yours. He's like, I got my shirt. He's like, it's too small for me. And I'm like, too bad that I'm wearing it. I still have my shirt. Is it too, oh. shirt. No, for me, he's like, I wanted a shirt. And I'm like, too oh, he bad. Oh, you told me. Get I'll, I'll get him a shirt for sure, man. He doesn't get one, all right? He, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> he can't have one. You seen the hats? I got to get the hats out. Oh, yeah, the hat looks with, good. With so I got to get real merch. With my little so PG on the back. This is great. This is such good merch. I don't have any merch. I'm terrible. How don't you have merch? You would sell so much merch. Terrible. I'm terrible. Especially on the road. It gets me through the road. Yeah. It, 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 it gets me to bring home the money I make. Yeah. You know, because that's what I live Because it pays for the travel. It pays, it pays for the for travel us. and all that stuff. Yeah, you should definitely. They will eat that shit up. I know. I'm terrible. How don't you so have I'm, any merch? Because I'm a horrible human being. Do you have a manager? I do. You do? Yeah. You tell your manager what's the fucking up. What's up? Get on that fucking Why? merch Why? They don't do the merch. He's like, yeah, but he has to get someone. Together. I mean, they do everything else, man. Tell him to get fucking, get I need you someone him to, to get, get you shirts. I need to, him to get me a real gig. I'll worry about the fucking merch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Just man, me fuck a real around. Gig. I'm going to open gig, up bitch. for you. I'm going to get us the tour. I'm going to open up for you. But I don't oh know God, if I can get your money, so man. You're, you're worth so much. I don't know. Yeah, it and would be love, so listen, much fun. No, we have to get your money up so <laughs> yeah. that we could just yeah. work well, I gotta together. Do that. I've, I've been charging more lately because if I don't put a value on myself, who will? That's 100%. That's one of the mm. biggest things Dice taught me. And yeah. when I first started headlining, this is the thing. Like my first ex-fiance was a booking agent. I mean, I know. I'm a weird <laughs> I have like a bunch of ex-fiances. Listen, I judge oh. you not. I judge okay, you not. Good. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't judge you at all. <laughs> So I'm all I have, about bad decisions. Yes, I have three ex-fiancés, so it's like a whole thing. That's that, why you're such a great comedian. Because <laughs> I can't commit? No, uh, because you make <laughs> bad decisions. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I we, do it um, like you for the stories. Yeah, you have to. I mean, who's going to pass up Manolo? Huh? I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah I would. <laughs> no. I, I, I would fuck him for sure. Right. Yeah, me, me and my friend Ivy used to touch ourselves to him. She would be like, today I thought about Manolo all day. I'm like, oh my God, me too. And she's like, no, I got him today. And we would be like fighting over who we were going to, who was going to think of him when we were touching ourselves. I'm like, we can do it <laughs> together. It's not cheating, you fucking weirdo. But Oh my God. Well, was, the minute it happened, I called her. I was like, you're not going to believe. I was she was... He's good. He's great. Is he he's a tender, good. Is he a tender love? Yes. He's he's uh, Latin. <laughs> that says a lot. Yeah. Endowed. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been told I was comfortable. I take that as okay. a compliment. Comfortable. <laughs> I take white that girls. As a compliment. White girls say that. Um. Yeah. It was a white girl. Of course. Oh, it's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a compliment. Don't take that. Anyway, uh, it's not a compliment. I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, man, if I don't if I don't make self compliments, I'll never get them. <laughs> You're like, I could I could see this being one positive. thing I love about you, Eleanor, and I'm gonna keep it real. I want to thank you because from the minute I met you, 
um, you have always shown me love. No, and you could, you know when I'm somebody's funny, I, I stay on, and, I and jump like, on it. And like, I've met some, some comedians who I consider to be, you know, your level comedians, that next level that I'm striving to get at. And uh, they've, they've showed me a lot of love, you know, with their lips, but then like, ah. you know, they never show through. Not that I even expect anything when I meet anything, but like you, the minute you met me, you show me love, you got me gigs with you, you know, you-, you Yeah, if you, that's you, the thing, you know, I'd love to take a million comics on the road to put a great show. I just need to bump up my tickets. Of course, I'm not, listen, I know that. how it rolls. When I got signed to Epic Records back in 92, everybody on my block was hitting me with, you know, tapes and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm not even in yet. Just because yeah. I got signed doesn't mean that's anything. My album ain't right even out here. yet. I haven't yeah. sold one record for these people. All I do is owe them right now. So, you know, they would get mad that I wasn't. And I, and I, so I understand how it goes. That's why when I meet people, you mm -hmm. know, like I never expect nothing. When I met you, I didn't, I, you know, no. I didn't expect nothing from you other than, you know, just the love and the respect of a comedian who I, you know, who I adore. That's great for me. But you went the extra mile and you always do. You know, but like even at Governors, don't think I didn't notice even at Governors, you told the owner that, you know, James, keep an yeah, eye on like, me, man. So. James, you've got to get this guy in. This is because James loves funny comics, too. And James also will back you like he'll, he'll book you continuously. And if he believes in you, he yeah. there's some people he puts on all the time and people are like, why do you always put this person on? They're not popping. He's like, they're going to like, and that's a rare thing. That's not, you know, he's well, not actually, in the you city. Going, you going the extra miles, a rare thing. And I kind of, and I could be wrong, but I credit it to the fact that you're a female comedian. Oh, I feel like, cause that's one thing uh, I love about you is that you always give me mad praise, but you're never intimidated, which you shouldn't be. You're, you're an animal. Um, you know, and that's the thing with me. Like if I see someone great, I'm not intimidated by them. I, no. I want to roll with people that are great. I don't want to, I don't want to be a big fish in a small pond. Right. And, and like I credited that I ain't gonna lie to you being a female comedian. So you're less intimidated. I found male comedians to be more intimidated by a good comedian. Well, uh, no, I think I'm fortunate, like, at the, like, first of all, Dice, if, and he's good, too. If he sees somebody, he pushes, 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 tries to get them, you know, like all the guys that opened for him, Sebastian, Norton, Eddie Griffin, he pushed and pushed, Lenny Clark, he pushed until they got their own shows. He's been doing that for me. He did that for Patty Ross. So I feel like a lot of the people at the comedy store, Sam Tripoli is a huge. I don't know if you met Sam Tripoli yet. No, but his I, I podcast is fucking awesome too. By the way, dude, the Sam Tripoli would be like hat podcast. This guy. Yeah. yeah, dude, he would he's, be, he would be great on this show. He's nuts. He's phenomenal. <laughs> he, but he's such a good person that like he pushes for you. He he got me booked. Um, what's that place called? Riffs, uh, Tiffs in um, the dojo. Yeah. Have you done that up in Jersey? No. That's Tripoli spot. Like, he's like, you got to put this one. You got to put that one. He's putting every fucking comic. He, that's to the point that people are like, hey, stop sending comics, you know. <laughs> but that's Tripoli. That's who he is. And I feel like, um, like, then the Rogans and all those, like, the Diaz, Joe Diaz, another one pushes, you know. Um, I guess the real recognize the real. That's the difference. Just because you're good doesn't maybe, make you real. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know? mean, these guys, like, even Rogan was saying it, like, there's room for everybody. Why can't you help somebody else? Mm -hmm. What is the big deal? Like him having me on, I'm a nobody technically, you know what I'm saying? Like in the scheme of things, but 
I've been on Joe's podcast more than once. We used to do the Ice House Chronicles. He invited me all the time. And I was brand new to stand up. You know what I mean? I did it one other time with, I did it a few other times with Dice, but I also did it one time with just me and Red Band. And he doesn't have to do that, but that's just how he's like, who cares? Keep pushing. She's pushing. I'll push. If you're not pushing though, yeah, that's, that's when the thing. that's when you stop. You're like, all right, I can't help this person yeah. anymore. Like, I'll say, hey, come out to L.A. if you're in L.A. and things are back to normal. Let's get this kid a showcase. Let's get How is kid. it in L.A.? Um, it's still climbing, but it's good. I mean, they're they're doing shows as far as um, like the things I loved about the comedy store was the development, um, and so like. You, if you say you came in town, I could just on Sunday or Monday call Adam Eget or you know anybody at the store and say, "Hey, put him on," and or ask Adam to watch you, you know, and they would do that. They would do that for me in a heartbeat. Like, great, no problem. Coming in, get him out, you know. Yeah. Get him on the show. At. I don't, I don't ask people for nothing. Like, I would have never called you, even though I know we hit it off and I know you was feeling me. I would have never have called you to ask you for anything. I'm oh, so if, bad if, at that. If, I'm so bad but, at that. Like, if you didn't hit me up, and even now, like, you hit me up to do stuff, I would never be like, yo, if you got something popping. I mean, I just did a couple of seconds ago, but, you know. <laughs> Wait, I, but here, here's that's the difference. That's the greatness of the podcast, you know. It brings out something in me that normally wouldn't be there. <laughs> I'm sorry about my boring backdrop. It's just no one lives in his, this room his anymore. His was the same anyway. way. His yeah. was the same way. Um, oh, I feel like a I should. A dog. I, I, I have, have a picture. I have a doll right here. I should get it. Let me get this doll. I feel like it's, it's going to look creepy. Why do I feel like it's the oh, doll? Oh, so creepy, creepy. Doll. and it, it's my sister's who passed away. So we'll just. Uh... <laughs> oh no, that's not creepy. I was expecting something like oh, real that's eyes. Rosie O'Donnell. My aunt, my, 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 my aunt used to have that same doll. I haven't seen that doll oh, in like yeah? 15 years. Yeah, that, that aunt. You have it autographed? Uh, I no, got full, it... cuz. <laughs> ah, shit. She got it autographed, I got full, cuz. And not for nothing, Brian, you notice me and her are rocking the same <laughs> earphones, okay? You were sitting there bragging about your big joints, but apparently these are the ones What's the big that big comedians wear. His headphones. <laughs> he got the big cloppy ones on. Let me oh, see. I'm, What's I'm, 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 a, I'm the producer. I'm not, I'm not. I mean, oh, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, those are yeah. more producer-like. Yeah, these are, right, these are, these are producer headphones. Okay, okay. You know? I'll give you that. Do you smoke <laughs> weed? I don't. You I don't, don't, right? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't. I've never smoked, and everybody never, wants Never, ever? <laughs> oh, see, I just, got, I just got a new goal in life. I, I, I just created a new bucket list now. Something on my Get bucket list to smoke and drink. I don't give a fuck whoever came before me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who came before me. I'm here now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you to smoke a blunt. What's up? What how is that? How has that never happened? Yeah, here's, especially here's with all the comedians happened. you hang out with. I know. Uh, 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 forget weed. How about coke? I'm around that. Nah, coke is easy not to do. It is. I feel like it is. I feel like it's an easy thing not to try because it's got. It's still got the like. This like bad, underlining things to it still. Yeah, especially now with like. That's with, a big uh, line. It's a big line oh, yeah, across. Yeah. The, the you know, it's like, it's like that feels like, because that's like the, the lowest of the hard drugs, I feel. Right, but I'm you know? a, a kind of a wild card, if you will. Like, I, if I would drink, 
if I would drink, I'll get like I always say, I don't drink too much because if I start drinking, I'm either gonna fight everybody in this room or fuck everybody in this room. I feel like I see that in you completely. Either way, there's gonna be casualties. It's gonna be a problem. Especially after seeing your ass. I feel like if she gets drunk, she's a wild. It's wild. I mean, it gets wild. Like my <coughs> my best friend uh, unfortunately passed away when he was 35, but he was the only he was one of the only people that I trusted in LA because like in Philly, I have my people, you know, mm. but when I moved to LA, I didn't have those kind of people that were going to yeah. bail you out. You know, LA, they're going to be like, Oh, she's losing it. And they'll run away from you. Yeah. But this guy, there's this comic, this great comic that, like I said, unfortunately passed away too young named Freddie Soto. Freddie Soto, uh, the Mexican kid from El Paso, Texas. Hilarious. Why does that sound familiar to me. He was, he was on the verge and he passed away. Dark skin brother? Mm, no, Freddie could be light skinned. He was light skinned. He was a little not like, light, like me, light skinned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so I'm thinking of somebody else. All right. But he could get tan, obviously, you know, but Freddie. Oh, yeah, with I mean, his I did a Sweaty bit. hair. Yeah. You do but not if, tan. You have the uncanny ability to tan like an Irish person does. I'm 100% see through. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? I take my clothes off. People are like, please put them back on. I no, just, but at least if you take off the lights, like, like if you like to do it in the dark. I don't even really have you. a ring light. It's just my leg is uncovered. Uh. And that's <laughs> <laughs> it's just bright. <laughs> my ex used to go, hey, man. You got to put some shit on your legs, man. Because <laughs> like, I was so white. And, and my ex was uh, Italian and Jewish, but he hung out with a lot of Mexicans. So he thought he was Mexican. You know how that happens? <laughs> they were all he grew up with. He grew up in Los Angeles. So it was all Mexican in his neighborhood. So he would, hey, man, you got to do something. Because he paid him <laughs> nice. We used to call him Mikolo because he would like. Mikolo. Remember, <laughs> you remember Mikolo? <laughs> You're killing me right now. It was the best. But we, yeah, he was like, you got to put some shit on, man. You can't Have go you to ever... the pool like that. <laughs> but he used to get like a nice brown and I'd be like shining behind him. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I don't see anything wrong. <laughs> Have you ever tried to put on like some sort of tanning? 100%. Like spray? And it's streets and I look like a dick. Uh, every time. <laughs> every fucking time. How about the beds? Do you ever go on the beds? No, nah, I couldn't do that. And, and growing up here, everybody the, did that. In fact, one of nice. my friends. I like the beds. Yeah, you look my, like you like the beds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the type of dude that goes tan. Yeah, put the little fucking goggles on like yeah, a real queer and just get <laughs> just start sucking a cock. I get it. I get it. <laughs> just lay in the bed. Lay in the bed. Mm -hmm. Gotta lay sideways so they can slip it through the side crack. <laughs> Why is he opening his ass cheeks? What is he doing that for? That's weird. <laughs> you don't need a tan in there. You're supposed to bleach that. <laughs> but you know, it, my best friend uh, and oh one of my, my exes God. owned a tanning bed, like a tanning salon around the corner, and I never went. I just I hated it. Never I'm even tried it. Mm -mm. I'm claustrophobic. To get Have you done the one where they spray it on you? 
my my friends. This is like Ross and friends. <laughs> Not that way, but my my Andrew is my ex, right? Dice is my ex, and then we when we broke up, he started dating this girl, uh, Mexican, Italian, and Jewish, born okay. and raised in L.A. Absolutely gorgeous, right? But she was a makeup artist and all this stuff. And I started dating her uncle, who was the crazy guy that would tell me I need to put what some shit on. Fuck. <laughs> We're real white trash. When white trash goes Hollywood, we go Hollywood. <laughs> so, so for a while. This is like a fucking. <laughs> it's like a fucked up soap opera. Like even soap operas like, it. no, it's too far. And nobody I was hoping that. so much I was going to get to know more of Eleanor. Like I was like, <laughs> I just hope this podcast helps me to learn more about her. And it's doing 100% that. I'm loving it right now. It's so embarrassing. But for a while, I was dating Dice's uncle. Anyway. So wait, <laughs> Dice's uncle wait, or wait, Dice's wait. chick's uncle? Well, whatever. We used to say Dice's uncle because it was his chick's uncle. But when uh -oh. he said it, we go on the radio and he's like, she's dating my uncle. And I'm like, it sounds like I'm dating a 90-year-old Jew. Please don't say it. <laughs> How, old was he? How old was he? He was, he was young because uh, he was only um, five, years younger than, five years older than me. Oh, all right. So he wasn't, but he was young because um, Dice's ex-wife, her mom had her as a teenager. Right. So she, she, even the mom was gorgeous. The whole family was ridiculous. Well, I got an uncle that's like, I think, 30 years younger than me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My I think, grandfather um, was popping it till, till, he, till, he, till his heart stopped. He was every, popping them out. This whole neighborhood. My friend Anthony, we used to, because I remember Yorsi used to do a bit about this, like, I got to go pick up my uncle from school. Well, my friend Anthony, he had to pick up his aunt. Because we were in eighth grade, and his aunt was in fourth grade. <laughs> He's like, I got away from my aunt. I'm like, come on, man. That doesn't even make sense. I, I, I was saying the other day on that movie, uh, Don't Get Caught in South Central, but funniest scene in the whole uh, movie when he goes to his father's house and the father's younger than him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's giving him like the it's worst so advice. Oh, good. It's, so it's good. horrible because he's giving him the worst advice, but I feel like I've given some of that advice to my kids. Wait, was that Don't? Don't, don't get be caught a, in South. Don't be a menace while don't be a menace while drinking juice. your gin and juice. juice yeah, yeah. South Central, All my yeah, friends it. are in that. That's another one with so many of my friends. Um, Daryl Heath, Alex Thomas, Chris Spencer. They were all in that movie. Um, Crazy Legs uh, uh, is a real good friend of mine. Sully McCullough and I got hit. I got my little brother Bobby a, a Crazy Legs shirt for Christmas because Sully was selling them at, um, at his show. We do. He does comedy. They all do. They're all stand-ups. So they're fucking hilarious. So crazy, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I don't know how you are not completely blown up right now, but it's going to happen. And when it does shine we'll bright, see. just shine bright. Enjoy it, man. You got you like not for I nothing, am your fortunate. ride has been incredible. Right. And, and like the names up, you're reading off, your ride <laughs> sounds like it's been incredible. And somehow really through has. all that, you managed not to smoke weed or do cocaine. You believe that shit? That's insane. And, and, I and smoked you, and, a, a cigarette when I was nine years old. And I remember my brother saying to me, Billy said, you're going to get addicted. I go, I'm not going to get addicted. I don't do that. And then I, all of a sudden I find myself sneaking out, looking for cigarettes, hiding cigarettes. And nine years bricks, old? Nine years old. And then we got hooked on see and shit like that. Like if we didn't have crazy cr out of control. If we didn't it's, have it's, iced tea in this house, 
And, you know, as a kid, I just wouldn't go to school. I'm like, fuck you. I'd wait for my mom to go to work. And then I would go rob 7-Eleven and get iced tea. That's crazy. That's addict behavior. Well, that's also why you're such an amazing comedian. I think that's so the if, uh, Irish If Catholic. I smoked weed or if I did coke, I would be dead by now already. Way before you definitely would have found yourself. <laughs> you definitely would have found yourself like on the ledge of a hotel, like uh, a Gump, you know, contemplating mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, mumbling. <laughs> she yeah, goes she on the walking. edge, and she's just kind of like, "I'm just contemplating it. I'm just thinking about it." Maybe she kind of slips. Maybe I won't. <laughs> you know, yeah, she does a little slip and goes, nah, "I don't really want to go that far." Realizes, yeah, you would have definitely way, have done that. But I've I would like to think, I would like drugs. to think your talent would have kept you here. Yeah, I've done that walk without drugs, and that's frightening. So um, that means you remember it all. <laughs> yes, yes. Wide awake for it. But now you know what else, though. Now you also have no excuses for like, well, yeah. other than you needed material. I mean, I really, I, I, so many of my friends were like, here, you know, anytime I'm, I'm in the midst of weed, coke, oh, here, yeah. how come this, that? And I just yeah, have you never, been talking to us while we're smoking, I'm pills. sure I try to pass it to you. Yeah, even the pills, people are like, oh, here. And I'm like, what? No, I don't need. I'm good. Yeah, now, pills, and they're like, oh, been. you need. <laughs> I've never been too into pills. I feel like you can't control the level of it. Once I it's can... in you, it's in you. Yeah. So whatever and it's going to do, it's going to do, you know? Everything's like that. But no, weed is like, you know, you could take a blunt and you could take like three or four hits, start to feel high and go, I don't want to take no more hits. And then you're right there where you are. You know, you could do that with cocaine. You could take a blast of cocaine and be like, mm-hmm. all right, this got me bugging. I don't want to go no higher right. than this. You just once sniff, you take you those just, pills. You just sniff the pills then. You can't You, know, you start to feel it coming. And you're like, all right, I'm good. And then it just keeps going and going. And you're like, oh, wow, yeah. I didn't want to be like fucking. Like, how do people do, uh, what's that one? Mushrooms? Oh, I love oh, mushrooms. Any... Get the fuck out of here. That's terrifying. Mushrooms. No, it's not. See, it's all about with me. It wouldn't be terrifying because for me, it's all about um, learning, experiencing like inner inner peace and like micro. Mm-hmm. I love microdosing. I've been microdosing for like two weeks now where you just take a little bit. It, you don't trip at all. If you start tripping, you took too much, but you take a little bit every day and it's supposed to get your left and your right brain to work together instead of shutting wow. down. And it's so I guess microdosing is a thing, but... Yo, it is. It's actually very clinical with the microdosing. Now, the trip, I like taking big trips because it's spiritual. You know, I go into right. it the right way. I'm not doing it to just be like, ah, I usually I try to do it with cool people that I'm comfortable with. You know, deep yeah. conversation, a lot of laughing, finding yourself. I mean, but, nope. you know, we've talked about it on the podcast. I've done DMT. I like acid. I like, I like the hallucinogens. Oh, yeah. See, I, I, I get nervous because I feel like I would just freak the fuck out. And I you either hurt will. myself or you remind somebody me a lot else. of my cousin. You probably will. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. But it's I not for this, everybody. <laughs> no, it's not. You I know, it's this, not for everybody. It's for people that want to experience like, you know, the, the other people side that, that spirituality understand still. it, too. I don't think I understand it fully. So I anything I don't understand, I just back yeah. away from. I'm yeah, like, you probably mm. would like you'd be one of those people like I've had people around me who had bad trips. Mm-hmm. And they're freaking out, and I'm like, you remember that little, that little blue thing we we mama stepping in that little blue thing? Oh, that, that's nice. my cat. <laughs> that's my brother Billy's cat's name, Mama. Hi, that's Mama. Mama Cat, yeah. Hi, Mama. Um, uh, I said, remember that little blue thing you took like two hours ago? They'd be like, yeah. I'm like, that's why you're feeling it, dog. Just relax, oh. ride it out. You know, you gotta that's learn funny. like when, you, when it gets uncomfortable, you just gotta go. Okay, listen, 
But then people think you, you're going to die and all kinds of shit. Do you know um, Ari Shafir? I know him. I don't think I've met him. Oh, okay. So you like, know I know him. who he is. But, but he's I don't a, think I, even though I think I did a show with him in, in New, New York, York, in New York Comedy Club, I think. Probably. I well, think he, that was the show I did that broke me up with my supposed manager at that time. He uh-oh. didn't want me doing New York Comedy Club because he had beef with him. I said, go fuck yourself. It's New York Comedy Club. Who I was cares? Coming, it's a comedy you know club. You need, yeah. a, you need a place to work out. That's stupid. Not to mention I was just up and coming and I was getting, I was able to play with him. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he remembered me. I went on like Bullet or something like that, but I was just starting. So I was like, dude, I'm doing it. What are you, crazy? Well, Ari, one night at the comedy store, I came, oh, he was sitting in the potluck section in the original room and he was watching the open mic. And he's, and he's like this, and he's just leaning. And I remember somebody took a picture of him, and his nose somehow actually looked bigger, which is shocking because he already has a gigantic fucking nose. And he's sitting there, and he's just going like this, and he's laughing at this fucking terrible open micer. And I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know. And me and Ari always had a, like a, a combative you, you, we were always fighting over some anything, you know, but yeah. like in a more fun way, not in a real way. And so I was like, the fuck are you doing? We were always roasting one another. And I go, what is going on? And he was like, this is so funny. And he said, and then somebody told me he was uh, hallucinating. He was tripping. tripping. And I was like, oh, it took everything in my body not to go fuck with him. Like just to to really make him just flip the fuck out or something. <laughs> but then I got scared. I, I hate when people do that. Yeah, because my luck. That's why I never hurt. tell people. It's like, oh, you're tripping. Yeah. And they start in your right. face. I'm like, why are you waving your hand in my face? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, do I don't. It's like the cartoons, motherfucker. Like, back up <laughs> off me, man. You're over there in my face doing this shit. Oh, you're tripping? <laughs> Yeah, you're blogging me out. I hate when motherfuckers do that shit. Yeah, I, w- that I got shit. nervous. Mike oh, I believe that. He yeah, looks like, like that type. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that stupid Real shit. Real creepy fucking the white day. guy. <laughs> no. He's just a problem. He's a problem. <laughs> Love you, Eleanor. Well, this little round head. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday. Oh, hosting. Hey, such a little doing... shit. Back, back and forth. She what was, fuck was that? <laughs> she was she was working out a new bit. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I want to hear the story from Eleanor. I want to hear the story. Eleanor, tell the story about that. Wait, Do you remember what? Oh, last yeah. night. So I was working on a new bit and bombing properly. And you're, that's how it's supposed to go. And this fucking idiot is walking back and forth. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And I'm like, is he trying to tell me to get off? Or is he oh, trying to... I, I kissed you all- in the back, yeah, in the back there. Sudden, yeah. I'm like, all of a sudden, this fucker decided he wanted to work out. All- now? Now he wants to fucking walk. <laughs> he had all fucking day to walk. And so he's walking back and forth. And I go, are you trying to get me off the stage? You know, what are you doing? He's like, oh, no. And he froze, too. Did you see him freeze? Then she tells him, get the fuck over there. The corner. (laughs) Such a corner. Go sit down in the fucking corner. What's wrong with you? She says, I know what I'm doing. I'm bombing like a professional. I'm bombing professionally. I know exactly how to do this shit. (laughs) He's, He's like, go over there, sit down. 
I got a headache right now. I had a headache I last night. It. You first of all, your your set was incredible last night. Oh no! I, they I asked you to stretch it. it, and then you went and you said, "Let me try some new shit that you were working out." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, to me, that's like you know, it is what it is. But you had them so much, you could have fucking kicked the baby off the stage, and they fucking would have still been. Can with you imagine? You know what I'm saying? Punching a baby. I'm gonna yeah. do that next They time. still would have been with you. You already had them so much. <laughs> you know. You had them. You had yeah. them in the palm of your hold hand. Hold on, hold on. Come on in. What do you need? Oh, it's my brother Charlie. He's getting the trash. Charlie, Chaluch, come say Charlie. hi. Charlie, say what up, baby? That's Yo, what's up, brother? See, even the two of us don't fit in this room, and they wanted four of us in this fucking room. You believe it? How many You're did gonna they, fall. How many did they finally get in that room? Uh, we got. Charlie, leave it alone. That's my shit. That's you need this? No. <laughs> It's trash night. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, get that out of here. Yeah, I got a question now. A question just popped in my head real quick. Well, now, what if I was rubbing one out and came in? Oh, is mommy You're out? sick. Come in, idiot. Oh, is, is mommy out? Yeah, I'm like, then oh, me and better? Brian would have had to have me too you. <laughs> me and Brian would have been like, we were doing the oh, podcast. Okay, nice. And I, I feel like she was rubbing one out <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> and I felt... What? I'll be down in a minute. Okay. I'm so sorry. Wait, who's rubbing one out? I'm getting in trouble. Challenge talk. I'm rubbing one out. If I was rubbing one out one right now, I said me and Brian would have had to meet to you. Oh, that's amazing. I would have been like, I I felt like she was I felt like she was simulating herself on the podcast. And it made me feel she oh, pulled out her way. four inch clitoris and it was flickering and I didn't like it. it looked I could see the tip of it just pop it, pop it on the screen a little bit. <laughs> she squirted at the camera and I feel unsafe. <laughs> I know I make fun of this shit, but I'm just an idiot. Uh, but that's what we're supposed to do, man. Agreed. You know, agreed. We're supposed it's- to make fun of the shit that you know, I like that during the podcast, my brother came in to take the trash out of the room. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, like a it's trash How night, big is the man. trash can in the room? It's, it's this big. It's a fucking retard. You know? I don't even have a trash can in my room. <laughs> do you have a trash uh, can in your room, Brian? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, that's white people shit. All right. Once you, everybody moved out. Or, or shop right bag in the trash yeah, can? Yeah, 100%. And once well, everybody, mm-hmm. once yeah, everybody moved out, uh, my mom started putting like real things around the house. Like, so, you know, this is now a guest room. Um, she has the back room. And you she know. puts you in the guest room to let you know I'm that in the you guest are room. a guest. Bitch, you are You leaving. don't live here no more. It's, it, like, it's got a checkout thing on the door. She's like, you got to put your key in there and get the fuck out. You ain't. <laughs> No, she loves it. We come here every Sunday. Like the whole what family. What else she gonna do? How old the is The whole your mom? family comes. Eighty-three. Yeah, of course she loves me. She's come. the best. Yeah. And see what I said, Brian. The whole family comes through every you know, Sunday. That's that's no what I'm saying. What. White. Did, see, you thought I was joking when I said white people got Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's a Puerto guinea Ricans, thing. We don't get together. We what? don't get really? together other than yeah, funerals. What, what, what did what did um. I said funerals, we get together on funerals. That's when that's when we have like family it, get together. You say white people, but it's really a Guinea or Italian thing. I'm sorry. Italian, you're Irish. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I'm I'm outnumbered in this neighborhood. It's a more Italian. Oh, like I talk oh. with my hands, and people always think I'm 
oh, oh, she's Italian or she must be ethnic, Puerto Rican or something. Because you could be I'm, any of that stuff. But but it's because I was outnumbered in this neighborhood, so I talk like that. Like there's only I think four or five Irish families in this neighborhood. Problem is we all have 10, 12 kids, so nobody fucks with us. There you go. Do you have any cops in your family? No, we're not crazy. Uh, so uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. We're lazy Irish. We're different. Lazy Irish. We have a lot of guns, but not a lot of cops. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe on the no, not I got a question like though. I'm sorry, side. but I got a question. Military, a lot of military. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah, not me that I know of. I don't know. We don't tell our kids to go into the military. No, my dad's a Marine. He, you know, I know, I know, I know. Even I he was like, don't, don't, don't go. <laughs> I heard. Can I ask you a question? No, here's a question. You said you, you was uh, engaged how many times? Three? Three. Three times. Was one of them dice? Yes. My second ex-fiance. He hates being second, but I tell him all the time he was second. Oh, that's what I was saying on the set. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, on the set of Entourage, we were having so much fun because him and I, when we broke up, it happened to be right around the time my friend passed away. And so it was my fault. I messed up the relationship. I kind of like, as a joke, if people say, hey, why'd you guys break up? I'll say, oh, I regained consciousness. But that's not, you know, that's, that's just me being a dick. But for real, what happened was my best friend, I lost my best friend. And then 20 days later, I lost my grandma, who I was super tight with. And being from a, mom, a single mom, you know, the grandmoms raise you, your grandma. Yeah. So she's like my mom, mm -hmm. my second mom. And um, so it just like kind of leveled me out. And I just kind of tagged out of our relationship. But we remained friends because he saw I was going through something crazy. Yeah. And so we just stayed real tight. And then like, when like we broke up, I was hooking him up with people. The girl he's with now, I hooked him up with. He's been with her for two years. And like when he was married to his ex-wife, I was dating her uncle. Like we were still real close. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, we did. Entourage. Has it ever been a problem? Like does, does Dice ever have problems with his ladies because he's going on tour with you? No. Or does he bring them everywhere he goes? No, they, he usually brings them everywhere they go. But like me and his ex-wife were best friends. Me and his now girlfriend are very close. Like I met her first. She's my friend. She's All dating right. him. So the trust. I mean, it's usually girls, if a girl has no trust like that, you know, um, then that could be a problem. But so far, everybody's like, please take him on the fucking road. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'm not gonna get lie. him so out of is, my hair. This is how into you I am, because anybody will tell you anytime we have a guest on my show. It's like they're not even a guest. They just we, I just keep talking over them anyway. And we just, you know, they got to find ways to get in. You got me feeling like I'm actually interviewing somebody because I'm actually so interested. But you're asking, asking questions. questions. I love Have it. I ever asked anyone on our show a question, Brian? Not really. No. <laughs> no, right? I don't ask questions. We just Great. have conversations. Yeah, you, you ask me and, questions sometimes. You just ask me a question just now. Well, because I'm very into you too, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, this I'm is weird. Also, you know, Are you guys bro -bro. in the same room? <laughs> no, he's in uh he's in Florida right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so okay. that's what I love about this. He's in Florida, I'm in Atlantic City, you're in Philadelphia. What what I love Philly. South Philly's my favorite place on And I'm not surprised you're in Philadelphia world. because Philly has always shown me love. It's, it's the insane. Best. 
when I used to be on the boardwalk hustling tickets on the boardwalk, <laughs> nobody would buy tickets for me. No, I wouldn't buy tickets for me. So I understood it, you know? Right. But whenever somebody did, I would always say, where you guys from? Always Philly. That's amazing. Always Philly. New York, they, you know, they didn't trust me. I wouldn't trust me either, you know? <laughs> and the thing was, I would What did I, I think my- it's a scam? Yeah, even, you know, even now they, they think it's a scam and they got my face on the fucking board. And I'm like, yo, my face is on the board. My face is on that picture up there. I'm wearing a shirt that says AC jokes. I mean, if it's a scam, you should give me the money just for the work that I put in. Right. You know what you're doing. What's going to cost you? 20 bucks for all the hard work Who do you think that silhouette is? Some other asshole? It's this (laughs) asshole right here. Exactly. I'm the silhouette. I'm the silhouette fucking (laughs) wet. Motherfuckers. Yeah, but they're always from Philly. Philly. I think I'm going to wind up in Philly at some point. You know? It's scary, though. I'm not going to lie. You want to know why? And it's not even just because it's hood. Because I love hood. But the problem is you don't know you're in the hood like in all the areas. Some areas you do. And or I'm most cool areas you do. And I'm cool really? with those areas. Okay. Like, I'm cool with those areas because I know it's hood. But there's some areas that are, like, really dope. And there's a lot of hood shit going on. You know what Got I'm saying? It. So those are people maybe that uh, either came up or and didn't lose their way. Uh, or I, I, like I can't like, think of where like, those I was, are. I forgot where in I was. Like over there, like over that there by, by helium. You know, by helium. Okay. When I yeah, did the show depends. in helium, that's Center City. Yeah, I'm walking around. It's dope. Like the lights look dope. The buildings are beautiful. Everything looks. But it's dope. like New York City up there. Yeah, yeah. So a I lot of transient. Kind of, it felt yeah. like old Forty Second Street, but like hooked up. It was like a mm-hmm. hooked up Forty Second Street, but with the old vibe to it. Yeah, it seemed like motherfuckers were trying to scam me left and right. And I'm like, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's normal. That's center city. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, your crackheads are on another level out there, yo. They're, they're in the street, like right on Amazing. the exit. Yeah, I bugged out on that. I pulled off the exit. They were like, right. They're like, hey, the man, street. what's up? You're like, hey, what's what the fuck, man? What are you? That's, that's okay. dangerous, man. <laughs> you get hit with a quarter at 35 miles an hour because I'll get ready to chuckle them. But I was going quick. I'm like, this might hurt them. And you're going to try to aim for them because <laughs> you don't want it to go past them. You want them you're to like, hey, man, them. here's a quarter. You throw it like that. You decapitate them. Like, oh, yeah, shit. you never this know. Goes right in this fucking. Better off. Better off. <laughs> so it hurt somehow. I'm a horrible human being and I'm aware of it. <laughs> but that's what makes you a great comedian. <laughs> but it yeah. makes you a great um, comedian. I don't know about that, but I love all this. Uh, my head's getting bigger as we're sitting here. It's gonna, it's gonna, re- it's gonna turn into because uh, you're saying I'm a great comedian. My oh no, you're grow. a beast, y'all. I'm telling you, people, <laughs> if you haven't checked this woman out, you need to check her out. She is a beast. I love and I'm it. Gonna keep you it real, are. man. I'm hard on women comedians. I'm hard on comedians. See, this is my thing. For years well, working, well, see, it's not hard for me to tell dude comedian you suck. Oh, like there's real? a flood. There's an over flooding of male comedians. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't expect much from them, to be honest. Mm. Oh, you know? well, I expect a lot if you call yourself a comic. And, and like I said, I worked at the comedy store for years as a waitress and I was the owner's assistant. So for 12 years, I'm watching Mitzi Shore make and break careers, if you will, and seeing you know, what, what's terrific, what's awful, what's just getting by, what's bullshit, you know? So if I say to somebody, hey, if you're in LA, hit me up, I mean it. 
But if I meet somebody and I go, hey, man, it was nice working with you, and I never say that, you know, don't fucking hit me up because I ain't calling, you know, I'm not going to help you. I don't believe in you. I'm very honest. Like a lot of agents and managers would, mm -hmm. they'd meet somebody and they'd call me or text me and say, hey, is this person blah, blah, blah. And I, I'd say, listen, man, I'm going to tell you my opinion. If you think you can make money off them, go right ahead. But like the, the thing Rogan loved the best was when they would come into the comedy store, I would go down the lineup and I would go right here. You want to, you're going to want to go to the bathroom for a while. Then go outside, smoke a cigarette. Cause it's going to get even worse. Right here. <laughs> but you need to hurry up back for this, stay here. And then I'll come check in with you and make sure you're drunk enough to watch the rest of the show. Like exactly. I would break the lineup down and tell people, no, that's, that's not funny. Too. You know, comments come off the stage in the pair. Everybody's giving them bumps. Then they come by me. I'll be like, what's up, man? You know, what's up? Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, and that's why it means so much to me, though, because of what you just said. I, I knew that already about you, but it's so great to hear this shit, man. It's like, no, it's amazing yeah. having you on my show. But when you tell me that shit, when, when I come off and you like, you killed it, that means a lot to me because I know that's coming from somebody who has seen the best of the best. And it's also yeah. coming from somebody I know ain't going to try to put a fake battery in someone's back. If you didn't like me, you just wouldn't say nothing. Yeah. You know? There's no reason to, to fake like people. We're oversaturated yeah. in this community. Like, you know, because the problem is people watch some shit like that and say, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can get a show because that person got a show. Cause, and they're not, they only do this well exactly. or whatever oh no i got a bit i've called out they celebrate mediocrity like fucking crazy bro mm -hmm. I, you know that's and that's the problem in new york man there's a lot of producers that do shows that have no business being in the game but then yeah. you'll find like an up-and-comer that's you know other comedians know this dude is up and coming he's gonna mm -hmm. pop you know he, there's a few he's definitely there's a got few. it he's got it and they'll do those people's shows which legitimizes that dude as a producer of com comedy you right. know we just lost you, oh, Eleanor. Oh, I'm no, sorry. Back. It's not so right. It said my battery's running low. Um, uh, oh, what time is it? Did I fuck up? Um, Let me try to plug it. Well, that's all right. Oh. I mean, we're getting close to to. It's seven forty-four. Um, you got things to do. I didn't know we were under any kind of constraints. No, no. Well, I just got my mom down. I mean, you look like you're about to go out and 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 like hit the club or something. So I didn't know if I was holding you up. Fucking dog. Yeah. Do I look like I'm going clubbing? <laughs> you, you look like you're about it's to just, start. It's just me going clubbing. You're going running? Are you going to go? You should yeah. go running. Me and Rosie O'Donnell. No, I don't run at night. Fuck. Women. That's my favorite Sam Tripoli bit. He'll be like, women are still running at night. Don't you watch the news, you dumb boy? <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to run at night. Shit. Hundred, first of all, I should no be able should to be run running at night. At night. Like, I don't even like when I see men running at night. Like, just don't run at night, motherfucker. You're going to get hit by a car, some creeps in a fucking bush with a machete. What are you doing? Like, there's a lot of weird people out at night. The freaks come out at night. It's, dude, Udini, chill. I know, I'm a freak. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm out there. <laughs> I'm out every night. I'm out every night. We work nights. Yeah. We're I, freak I workers. Out. I don't remember who I was telling the story to, but there was a waitress at the comedy store that decided to become a comic. And she was horrendous. And she was, um, we were in Vegas. And at the time I was helping my buddy, Steve Sharippa, 
every once in a while I would send him comics because it's right, uh, you know, if he couldn't get somebody from the East Coast, somebody was stuck in the snow, whatever. So Sharipa would say, hey, anybody at the store wants to come out to L.A., if you okay them, I'll put them on. So I would send him some comics, you know, and uh, I sent him a couple of really funny guys, whatever. And we were in we were in Vegas and he got us rooms and stuff. It was one of my friend's birthdays. So we're hanging out. We go in his office. The girl that was turned comic, she said, hey, I'm a comic. Why don't you book me? So he looked at me. He said, hey, is she funny? And I go, uh, she's new. And he looked at her. He said, Eleanor just said you're not funny. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, yeah, go work fucking Las Vegas. <laughs> you stink. I came up, right. I, I learned from the ropes from Mitzi Shore. I remember me and Freddie Soto, that comic I was telling you about, me, Freddie, he was just hosting the open mic. One of the young guys that showcased for Mitzi, he came over to her. Me and Freddie are talking to Mitzi, and she, he goes, hey, Mitzi Shore, I just want to say thank you for letting me go up. And do you have any words of encouragement or anything? And she looked at him, and she said, I don't encourage mediocre talent. <laughs> and you just see this kid's hopes and dreams shrivel up. And he just fucking walked away. I was like, holy, oh, that was fucking ruthless, but necessary. See, and, 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 and if he had the talent, if he had the talent, that, that would have made him work harder. You know what I mean? Right. right. He actually she had it. And so, I mean, you know, if, whoever was proved, you know, proved her right. You're, and you're had uh, Gary, right, are you Jesus dying? Christ. Let's just keep right. talking over Gary right. choking. Yeah, 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 it's fine. In the e -nose, hey, e -nose. G, put yourself on mute. All right? <laughs> COVID's a motherfucker. Uh, nah, anyway. that's, that's bad lungs since 12. <laughs> but no, I, and I hate when comedians come up to me and ask me for time or why I haven't booked them. Because the honest truth is if you're good, and I don't even have a lot. I got a midnight show over at uh, the Grizzly Pair, which if you're ever in New York every Monday, <laughs> I do a midnight show if you ever want time. Okay. To work anything out, you come through, I'll throw you right up next. I'll bump. Where is it? Where? That's great. <laughs> it's right up the block from the cellar. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's popping. It's like the CBGB's of comedy right now. All the New York up that. and comers are popping out of there. It's in the back. Um, I would never promote it because to do the cellar, you can't get into, you know, cellar don't want their people down there. Oh, so they why? sneak in, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you got to okay. sneak in, okay. you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't Wait, take pictures or anything. Are they like that? Where they say you the can't, seller I mean, don't want seller don't want the comedians that are playing there to come down to the Grizzly Pair. It's right down the block. Oh, maybe because it's too close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it's also a dive bar that turned well, into. Wait a minute. The Boston was right around the corner. There were so many. The thing well, they got New the York fat is, black so many cat, right? clubs. In yeah. that spot right there, they hustle comedy like crack. You walk yeah, down the block and everybody's like comedy show, comedy show, comedy show. That whole yeah. strip. Because it's it's fat black pussycat, yeah. cellar, grizzly pear, Greenwich, and then you go around the corner and you got um the old lantern, which is now yeah, right across the street. I did a a show right after the cellar. I walked across the street and did it. I don't remember what it was called. Probably was it was the an pair. underground. It could have been the pair. Know. The pair started real underground, and now it's starting to. Bubble. Is it? Is it? You have to go. Oh uh, no, no, no! You went down oh. the stairs. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. no, that was. 
probably way before my time. Greenwich, maybe? I don't know. Oh, um, Greenwich, you go down the stairs. Okay. Yeah, Greenwich, you go down the stairs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, damn, it's right across the street like that. Like, that's why I like New York. Whereas in LA, yeah, you have the comedy store, the laugh factor, and they are close technically, but you have to drive to each one. You yeah. know, you can't walk. So it's like these you can walk to. No oh, problem. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. So I didn't think yeah. they have that beef. LA now, the only that one, beef. The only one that doesn't really want them doing it would be the seller. Everybody else, they kind of, all the comic will run from one to the next, to the next, to the next. Mm. But the seller, I get it. You know, they're the, yeah, yeah. the sellers sure, of sure. shit. It's the number one comedy club in New York City. I get it. They don't want, you know, the people playing there to be being advertised as they're playing down the block because that's, you know. Got it. But, you know, if one should happen to pop in, you know, I won't take no pictures and I won't promote it. I'll just bump whoever's next and throw them right the fuck up. Got it. Yeah, you there's the so same. many places in New York. We've been doing the New York, New York City winery. Oh, my God. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I had this when I opened up my restaurant like two years, three years ago, I opened up this restaurant with one of my boys um, and we were doing comedy shows out of it. And I actually got Mike Vecchione to come down because he lives in the store. I love Mike. I yeah. love Mike is my so Mike is the dog. You know what I'm saying? He is. He's, he's as real as it gets. He hung out afterwards. We chill. We freaking ate some food and he was dope. He hung out. He was dope. And, I, you know, he lives right around the corner. Okay, he's so funny. I love him. So he agreed to do it. And uh, uh, I mean, it was dope. We were doing, I did like three shows there, four shows. And um, each one was just, by the end, we were selling out every show. That's great. So the Mike Vecchione show was the last one we did there. But I had this comedian come up to me and he's like, yo, so when are you going to book me on, you know, one of your shows over there in the restaurant? I said, when you get good enough to be on one of my shows at the restaurant. He was like, what? I said, dude, I just saw your set. You ain't ready. I said, did you see I had Mike Becky on on last week, dog? Like, I said, if you become good enough to be there, then you won't have to ask me. I'll ask you. Exactly. Exactly. Now, there are times when I need, like, to work something out for a gig. I mean, once they know know who you are, you know what I'm saying? Like, when my pops died, I never asked for spots. So whenever I show up to a place... I never ask for spots. So people know that when I'm, when I'm there, I'm there to support. I'm not yeah. there to go, can I get a spot? You already have a lineup. Right. You already put together right. this show. But they also know if someone doesn't show up, they could throw me up and I'm going to do what I do. So, right. you know, it works. You know, you're also there hoping, you know, not hoping, but if some shit should pop up. But shit happens. Yeah, shit yeah, happens. Yeah. But when my pops died, I wanted to be on stage. It's where I needed okay. to be. So that whole week after he passed, through, after he passed away, I went there every night and I was like, can I get a spot on? Can I get a spot? And they were like, yeah, we'll get you, you know, seven minutes, eight minutes, right on. no problem. Yeah. Everybody put me right on because they know I never asked for spots. Right. But I needed to be on stage. When did your pop die? I'm so uh, sorry to hear that. Two, two years now. Two right years. Before, okay. yeah, right when I started coming out here. So it's, oh, going, shit. On, it's going on two years. How long have you been doing stand up? Um, I thought it was less, but uh, seven years now. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're less. a fucking killer seven years. That's amazing. Seven years. But, seven um, years. but I'm also here every, like, I've been very blessed. It was yeah, like, during like COVID, that, you guys have been killing it. Like, but even amazing. before that, just even come out here, like, I didn't know nothing about comedy. All I knew was that I loved it, and I knew that in my mind it was always going to be my fallback because everyone always told me you should do comedy. So I knew right. I was going to try it eventually, but I was very into music. 
you know, I was signed Epic Records. I was, you know, doing music. I was trying to build right. that back up. But everything was bringing me to comedy. You know, I went through my divorce. And when I went through my divorce, I was hanging out in the bar talking about it, And everybody be dying. And I'm just talking about my pain. Like, I'm just, I'm sitting there right. just talking about my pain. And everyone's dying laughing. And they're like, you're a comedian, right? And I was like, no. They said, <laughs> you got to be a comedian. That, so I knew it was going there, you know? So I did it once. And then I didn't do it for a year. And then when I got into it, I said, fuck it. I'm, I did it once. I had a good set. I want to get, I didn't know what to do. So I went to Jim Mandrinos' class. You know, Jim Mandrinos. You don't know Jim Mandrinos? He's been in the game for a while. Um, and I, I looked him up and it winds up that, you know, a lot of people give him a lot of props. Like Jerry uh, Seinfeld used to, you know, work out his bits with him and shit like that. Is he, he said, Why do? out of Gotham or where uh, is he Yeah, he's, he's mostly, well, I guess Gotham, yeah. Because that's where he was doing his class. Okay, yeah. But I only I, took it because I figured you get to play at Gotham. Well, see, a lot of comics, like Mitzi's daughter uh, started a comedy class, Sandy Seashore, and a lot of comics would take it thinking they would get into the comedy store. So it, it was like, as soon as they would come in, like Sebastian Maniscalco, he took it. And as soon as he, she cashed the check, everything, she was like, if you're in here to get close to my mom, she hates me. And Sebastian uh. was like... I already gave her the check. Yeah. Like, no, well, for me, it was just to <laughs> perform there because I knew yeah, it was right. a legitimate club. And then my attitude was, who knows? If somebody sees me, you know, who knows? Maybe your book is walking by. You never know, but at least yeah, I get yeah, to perform yeah. there. And that's a start, you know? And that's what I did. I took, and I figured I'm, you know, I could only learn. They can't make you funny. No, no, could, no. But you could get But I could time. learn I some things. I always promote. Yeah. You I know, do, and like, I did. Yeah. I did. I learned like Jim wanted me to get rid of my hat, but I'm like, dude, I've always worn my hat. But he told me if you're gonna wear it, you know, to wear it pop up. it up so that show, you gotta show your face. Yeah, because I agree he with said, that. said you got a lot of expressions, which I didn't know I had mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. I didn't know until mm -hmm. I saw a picture that I made so many expressions with my face. It your, never really yeah. occurred to me. Your facial expressions and your like body movements, I think, sell like everything. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. You, you, you can see the yeah. genuine, you can see the genuine yeah. in your face and your actions. And so like, <laughs> if, I, if a comic goes on stage and they have a hat down like this over their bra, like drives me fucking batshit yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I learned to take the stand, move it behind me unless I'm going to use the stand, yep. you know, and, uh, you know, like I learned all those little intricate things that matter. I mean, that's the stuff I notice when I see a comic, like a, a, a open micer who is pretty good. But like they're standing there holding the mic and they got the stand right in front of their face as they try to move around. Yeah. I'm like, that's when you notice the little thing. Like, that, that's what the class helps. You know, that's that's what I learned. Yeah, and it's the tiny thing. Is, that's how it worked out. I did that show. This dude uh, saw me. He was doing a contest. He told mm -hmm. me he charged every comedian 20 bucks to be in the contest. Uh, okay. What's his name with the gray hair? That's all wild. That he used to be, he's that he used to be down with Patrice. Um, he's a dentist. What's his name? Um, man, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about, dude. He looks like Phil Spector. Oh shit! Is he a writer or a comic? <laughs> he's 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 a writer. He does comedy now. Jeffrey Gurian. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Gurian. He does comedy now. Yeah. Jeffrey mm. Gurian was one of he the judges. He wrote some nice articles about me, so I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Gurian is great people. Yeah, he's another he's person from the minute he met me because he was one of the judges on that show. Oh, okay. So I, it was 20 bucks. I was smoking a 20 when the dude was telling me to do it. So I said, fuck it, 20 bucks. I get to play here again, at least one show. Right. 
you know, there's going to be people there because everyone's going to bring people to support them. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, you know, I gave him 20 bucks. I did the show. I wound up winning it. <laughs> Who knew? That's you amazing. Know? And then from there, that dude started, you know, he wanted to work with me. And, you know, you know, I, he's a dude that his name doesn't, you know, has a lot of bad, you know, right. things behind it. And everything you heard is probably true. But me, I never really had a bad experience till the experience when he told me I couldn't play at New York Comedy Club because right. he had beef with them. And I'm like, you got beef with every club. Right, What's everybody gotta do with me. You. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This ain't right. fucking death row, well, motherfucker. Also, yeah, if he's if he if you saying you can't work, oh shit, your battery's going, Eleanor. No, somebody's calling. Oh, God oh. damn it! We're gonna let you go in a couple seconds, Mama. I just Sorry. hate to let you go. No, I want to come back. I'll do it again. I'll do it uh, every week. <laughs> but uh, this is as dope thing. as I knew it was gonna be. Not not for nothing. Just as dope as I knew it was going to be. I want to tell people not to shit on um, comedy classes. A lot of times people are like, oh, you don't take a fucking class. Nobody can teach. You'll get the stage time. You'll get stage time. And the stage time is so hard in the beginning. I didn't even know about open mics. you're fucking nervous. Yep. If you're nervous and you go to an open mic and you don't have any bearings of what the stage is like, you're fucked. Oh yeah, no, and it they helped won't me a lot. Bring you back. Yeah. yeah. It helped so me just, a lot. Even oh. that little bit helps so much. And with Jim, Jim made us go out. He said, I want you to hit at least three open mics a week. I have to. And then, you know, I was hitting like at least four or five. You know, I wasn't into going from like one going to one and leaving. That's another uh-huh. thing that I feel is important once you start hitting those open mics. Do your time and then stay and support the comedians that are going up behind you. Cause for me, especially even when I ran an open mic. You know, you get the people that they come in, they get up early, and then they go then up they and they run out. to another open mic, and they don't support all the dudes that were there. All then right. by the time the last dude come on, there's nobody there. I mean, he's still getting the time, but there's no feel of people being yeah. in front of him. So my attitude was always, listen, if you're going to come, I mean, I understand people can't do it all the time, but if you're going to be that dude that runs in here and thinks that because you hit seven different open mics, that's going to know what happens. The relationships are important, too. Yeah. And the relationships that I built meeting comedians and seeing other comics that I thought were good. And afterwards going, yo, I thought your shit was dope. And I met those comedians when they started coming up, they started bringing me on those shows. So that's very important that people don't, you know, you learn that shit in the classes, but I learned that shit firsthand. That's why everyone loves my open mic. True. That was hard for me. Uh, can you still see me? Yeah. Hello. That was hard for me <laughs> because um, as a waitress at a comedy club for 12 fucking years to sit and support an open mic, I will pull my fucking hair out. Cause oh yeah, no doubt. I was waiting tables and every Sunday night we had, well, I mean, you also every already Sunday had the Monday, relationships. Kind of. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I you, still you... needed to make those relationships with those new people that I yes. was now doing a different thing with. Yeah, so but, I did. But because stay, of your relationships, that outside. was going to come to you regardless. Kind so, of. So, but I did support. I yeah. Because I do feel what you're saying is important. And I did support. And there was this one place we had that if you paid five dollars, they would let you go on as much as you wanted that night. So if we all hung out. You could go in the back and like write something out and then go back up later. Oh, cool. and try. It was called Marty. And I'll tell you like Gerard Carmichael every night, uh, Jamar neighbors, Willie Hunter, 
myself, uh, J- uh, Josh Adam Myers, Lexi Shoemaker. Like we were every freaking night we were in Marty's just trying to write shit and get on stage as much as possible. A circuit like kept going up and down. Sometimes you leave to go do a spot, come back later, work it out there. Cause you already That's paid $5. Yeah. He, he was amazing. I mean, he was a little creepy kind of, uh, I think he just needed company, but he didn't care. We, we were all figuring out how to pay $5. Sometimes I didn't, my, me and my friend Lexi didn't have $5, so Lexi was cute. She would flirt with him, and I would just go in and go on stage. <laughs> you know, we would help each other. <laughs> but he loved, was, us. He, was, he loved us. He knew what we were doing, you know. What was, this, what was the spark for you to, to make the jump from, from waiting tables to, to, to doing comedy? It was um, when, my, when I lost my best friend because that every was... day that person, Freddie Soto, if, if you got to look him up. You guys will laugh your ass off. And Freddie Soto would tell me every day that I should be doing stand-up. And a lot of comics did. Rogan, Irera, mm-hmm. they always said that. Like, why don't you go on stage? You, you got us dying in the kitchen, either roasting us or telling stories about your family. Right. Why aren't you going? And I'm like, you guys are miserable. Misery loves company, <laughs> uh, you know, and I would just shit on them all the time. And, and I never did it. And then when Freddie died about a year and a half after, I just, I started putting together a one woman show right. and I called Mitzi to see if I could do it in the belly room because she used to have one woman shows up there. Whoopi Goldberg did hers up there. So she was like, perfect, go do it. She let me do it, which is a big deal. And then Dice came to see me with a girl I hooked him up with <laughs> and um, he, he came to see me and he's like, you're doing stand up, stupid. So he took me on the road with him. That's three. I was three awesome. months into stand up, and I was at the Wells Fargo center in front of 2,500 people. Fuck that. It was awful. Jesus. And we, and Dice and I had a show called, um, Dice Undisputed on VH1. So he was like, come on the road. We could promote the show. And I did. In LA, it was great. We had the best time. I'll never forget in uh, Northern California, there's 1,500 people waiting to see us. <laughs> the fucking sound went out. The sound went out. It took them an hour and a half to fix it. Dice said, look, my crowd is rowdy. They're wasted. You do not, if you don't want to go on, you don't have to. I go, fuck that. I'm going on, you know, because I'm nervous. Right. And at the time, I, I always, in my back pocket, I have two pictures. I have one of my sister and the other one of Freddie Soto. And at the time, my sister was still alive. So I was rubbing Freddie Soto's picture. And um, this other comic that opens for Dice, sometimes named Wheels, he came over and I'm rubbing Freddie's picture because I'm a nervous wreck because these people have been waiting an hour and a half. Right, 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 right. No sound, drinking, dice crowd, flipping the fuck out. And I, I'm rubbing Freddie's picture and wheels came up behind me and he goes, even he can't help you now. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, you motherfucker. And it made me laugh so hard, you know, because it was just so stupid. I like, love that. Yeah. You I know, love you're that. right. You're right. Oh my and God, I went on, I, I killed. I, and you I, never killed. I remember one time I was getting wow. ready to go on Dangerfields and I, I had nothing but, I had like three bad sets <laughs> and I was getting ready to go up and the comedian next to me leans over and goes, I hope you bomb. 
And I was like, what the fuck did you just say? He goes, I hope you bomb. And I just started dying, man. And I went up there and crushed the first time I ever crushed. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you get punched in the yeah. face like that, it's like that's how we talk to each other growing up. We always roast each other. Yeah. So when you feel that, you're like, oh, okay, that's love. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. so, so I went out and it was, it was a crazy night because some lady threw up on somebody while I was on. Um, when Dice was on, they threw a, a beer at him. Somebody came, a lady came up and whizzed a drink at him, and she, she got offended because they waited so long. So they were fucking blackout drunk. Oh my god! And then um, we went to New York, and I did uh, comedy, uh, the Westbury Music Fair, and it's in the Round in Long Island. And my sister drove up from South Philly and I'm on stage and I said something like uh, fights were breaking out and shit was another wild dice night. And I'm brand new to stand up and I'm wearing a cute outfit and I'm three months in and I'm like, I killed in California. I got this shit. I had a cute little bra on, a little half bra, right? (laughs) 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 Fucking sheer shirt over it, right? And I'm on stage, and I I come out, and I'm like, I'm from Philly. And and they go, boo, fuck the Philly, fuck the Eagles. (laughs) And I remember, like, all of a sudden, it was like my act wasn't working, this little thing that I worked out. And I was like, fuck. And they're coming at me. Boo, where's Dye? There was Uh, one line I got out because it was people booing from the front, the side, the back. And I was just like, fuck, everybody is booing? And I I was like shitting myself. And at the same time, I'm sweating. The bra slid down. Now it looks like I got tumors on my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) They're fucking booing like crazy. And I'm like trying to compose myself. And somebody goes, where's Dice? And I'm like, he's up my ass. You want to tickle his feet? Because all of a sudden I got... (laughs) I went street. I went fucking street. I'm like, I'm going to fight this whole fucking room, right? And I remember locking eyes. My sister, I got her ticket. She was right in the front row. And she looked at me like this. What do you want to do? And it made me giggle because I was like, oh, shit. My sister's going to start fighting in that section. So... All I could think about was like the next day the headlines would be like two South Philly girls tried to fight Long yeah, Island. Long like, because <laughs> my sister was like, "I'll fucking start right here. You want me to just start sneaking people?" <laughs> it was wild, man. It was it scared the fuck out of me, and I got booed the next night in Jersey. Uh, and and later people go, "Oh, we're, hey, you were great," and I go, "What?" And they go, yeah, we don't, we just want it. We just do that at dice shows. And I'm like, well, don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never happened again, luckily. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Every time I go to Long Island, I do it with a vengeance. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to get back in that Westbury music fair and I'm going to fucking annihilate it. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Because I've never been back. You haven't been. Oh no, you gotta not go to back. West, not to Westbury. We haven't. Well, if done you go it. back, let me open for you. There yeah, you go. I, I, asked I again. mean, we fucking we're going in like this. Oh no, I absolutely could talk to you all night. And I know, I'm I so love mad. You. Nah, you. I got the eight o'clock show. Oh good, and I got show. my battery's dying. So what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, go kill it. Go kill I can't it. begin to tell you how much I appreciate you being on this show tonight. Thank you. I'll do it it's, anytime because I think you're fucking hilarious. So your producer. I, cry. I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. Your producer, <laughs> not so much, right? Your producer is. No, I'm, so I'm the good looking one. 
the headphones. It's uncomfortable. Right. He's anyway, just here. He's just here to wear the shirts and look pretty. He does, yeah, he does good, have right? a nice. He's really he's really leaning into Florida with that fucking yeah, shirt, yeah. isn't he? Well, that's that's what I don't pay him to do. <laughs> right. right. There you go. <laughs> I well, go Gary have a kick-ass show. What do you have coming up? What do you have coming up? Anything coming oh, up? I, I'm at um, Uncle Vinny's. In Jersey, Point Pleasant, New Jersey, September 23rd, 24th, 25th. I'm doing Stankfest. Um, October 21st, I'm in Philly at Rivers Casino with the great Jimmy Schubert. Um, I'll put it up online. But, yeah, check out my stuff. If they want to follow you, where do they follow you? EJ Kerrigan on all the stuff. Or Eleanor you got, Kerrigan. You got to check her out. I'll also, pull, I'll also uh, tag it on. Thank you. Thank you. you. Know, I'm not good sure. at that. It but. means so much for you to be on my show tonight. I'm telling you, my heart is Thank bubbling. You. I'm going to go right now and kill. Kill Why? it. Because kill I must it. be on another level. I just had. You are on another level. Eleanor Kerrigan on my fucking show. I Brian, you. you got anything going on? I'm not a comedian. No. Of course you don't. <laughs> I'll be editing this episode. Thank you. What edit? Why do you have to edit it? And on my video, if you haven't checked out my special, man, what the fuck you waiting oh, for? Oh, yes. Man? Check out the special. Uh, you did not see me here tonight on YouTube for free, you know, and uh, you can catch me at AC Jokes any time of the week. Just go to acjokes.com, see when I'm there. Follow me, Gary G. Garcia. That's another okay. episode of Rated G with Gary G. Garcia. Peace. Thank you.